Thanks for joining Impact Boom. On this episode... There's 12,000 social enterprise businesses in Australia and I'm just in love with that, mm. the, the fact that it's becoming more mainstream. Some of the challenges of that are social washing. So it's the same thing that was happening when business was going through the eco-revolution with greenwashing. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 376 of Impact Boom. My name's Tom Allen, and I'm passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today, we're speaking with Helen Black. Helen Black is the Managing Director of Work Restart, an organisation that exists to assist people with an experience of incarceration restart their lives. Helen's passionate about the social enterprise sector and in 2018 was honoured to receive a Westpac Social Change Fellowship. Her core focus of that fellowship was to look at best practice social enterprises around the world and to see what innovation was happening in the justice space. So on today's podcast, we'll discuss Helen's perspective on the state of impact-led entrepreneurship in Queensland We'll get Helen's insights and perspective on social innovation opportunities. And I feel very lucky to be talking to you, Helen, because you have been referenced a number of times in different podcasts over the last few years. So it's a pleasure to have you here. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Tom. It's wonderful to be here. Kicking off, Helen, we'd love to learn a bit more about your background and what it was that led to your passion in the social enterprise. I had actually started as being an entrepreneur when I was 24. I started my first business then and founded three businesses on and off over the next 20 years or so, even less than that, 15 years. And one thing that always got to me was that I loved business, but I didn't like business for money's sake. I loved business for the connections and the impact you could actually have with people. I loved business for purpose, but I didn't really have a name for it. Yes. And as life happens, doors opened and I found myself in the social enterprise sector and I just went, oh, this is my tribe. This is what I've been interested in all my life. And then I went from there working founding and expanding social enterprise and then also really honored to be given a Westpac social change fellow which enabled me to explore the whole industry even more. I'm super passionate about social enterprise and the role it can take in Australia and across the world. Yeah absolutely and this passion has led you very much recently to be working within ultimately the justice system and tackling recidivism, working with people who are incarcerated. So Managing Director of Work Restart, tell us more about the projects that you've been involved in. As you mentioned before, we exist to help people with an experience of incarceration make their way forward. And the whole concept was to say, what happens if we were actually to put a social enterprise inside the prison system? What impact could that actually have? So we developed a model that can operate inside the prison and create an inside-outside focus of the people that, that we were working with. And fundamentally, what 
needed to happen is it needed to fit into the everyday life of a prison system. Yes. Otherwise, it wasn't going to be sustainable and it wasn't going to be big. So we're working within the industries areas, developing education, training, support, assistance, mentoring for the people that were working with us and really connecting with outside industry as well. It's a value equation that looked at all people involved to say, how can we help? How can we assist? And how can we actually make this sustainable, something that can keep on going? It's actually really topical at the moment with all of the issues around youth crime and everything else. Ideally, not having people incarcerated in the first place is where we need to be, but we recognise that there was a large cohort of people that are incarcerated and we didn't want to leave them behind. We wanted to help them move forward with their life. I can see it from both sides, essentially. There has to be accountability, but fundamentally, we need to be really resolving that root cause that is putting people inside prison in the first place. And so that's what we were really focused on. How do we get to the root cause and make an impact there? There's actually some really great examples overseas in San Francisco. One of the businesses I visited was called the Delacy Street Foundation. And essentially, they have a system whereby rather than people being incarcerated, judges can actually recommend that they go into this social enterprise organisation um, instead of being incarcerated, which I think yeah. would be absolutely fantastic mm. to have something like that in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you said you've operated or run a, a number of enterprises within the prison. What's some examples of those? We started Australia's first digital studio. We were working with still framing companies, so in the building sector, we're working with startup businesses and startup entrepreneurial and social enterprise businesses, which was absolutely fantastic. Mm. I see it as being something that you can actually achieve double good. We were working with the trademark team as an oh, example. Yeah. So yeah. we were able to create products for the trademark team so that they could do their good. And in the same time, we were able to achieve outcomes and impacts from that service to trademark. It can be a really positive double good ecosystem system that can exist where work inside is supporting positive socially enhancing work outside mm. and that's a feel good for the people that are learning training and developing as well they feel like they're contributing back to society yes yeah i bet so you've been on this journey for a while yourself now helen what have been some of the biggest challenges on this work restart journey and what lessons have you learned as a result there's been a few of those, Tom. Look, I'm a really strong advocate for business models that can be self-sustaining. Yep. That has to be where we're all aiming for and operating as much as possible. That requires that dual focus on not only are you creating impact, but essentially who is your customer and how are you enabling them to provide work for you so that you can create that impact yes. in the first place. It's that challenge of saying, how do we really meet the market needs with what we can actually do has been a bit of a challenge in some cases. Mm. And some of the things we've learned about that is really working strongly with those social partners, whether it's, example was the trademark team, but other organisations that have a really strong focus. So yes, they required wonderful work done on time, yeah. but they also recognised some of the challenges that you were facing in achieving that outcome for them as well. That was really important to find those strategic partnerships. I think the other thing was just working within an organisation, and this is very specific to our mm. social enterprise, that is inherently risk adverse 
you have these key people that are really passionate about what you're trying to do and can see the vision and subscribe to it. But you also have a large amount of people, especially when you're in somebody else's domain, who are what we'd be calling maliciously compliant, as in we're not going to obviously stand in your way. If you walk past, we might put our foot out. Part of the thing that we had to learn quickly is communicating to people who weren't advocates and building our own resilience around some of that pushback. We have a philosophy of courageous empathy that we thought that we'd be applying to one cohort and we realised that we were applying it to probably more cohorts than we thought. I think it's that resilience and communication are so critical as well for this sector. Such a great point. And there's some great learnings there. And you've referenced Trademark a couple of times. We were lucky to feature Dan and Ed from Trademark on the podcast a little while ago. So we'll link through to that other interview in your article, Helen. But I know that you've been working and are well connected with others in the social enterprise ecosystem. So what is your current take then on the state of social entrepreneurship in Australia? And where do you see opportunities to be using business for good as a tool to improve our communities? It's really interesting, Tom. Earlier on this week, I was actually asked to present to the federal government's entrepreneur program on social enterprises. And I think that actually indicates where I see the opportunities and the potential and where we've headed over the last five, 10 years. At the moment, there's 12,000 social enterprise businesses in Australia. And I'm just in love with that, Mm. the, the fact that it's becoming more mainstream. Some of the challenges of that are social washing. So it's the same thing that was happening when business was going through the eco-revolution with greenwashing. It's around being able to be really impactful, but also having that accreditation and openness about mission and purpose and so that there isn't that level of potential social washing that can come in other areas which actually downplays the amazing work that the social enterprise sector is doing having said that i see some of the opportunities are really in taking advantage of this shift in the marketplace towards wanting to work with social enterprises. And they can be across a number of different areas. Procurement has always been a strong focus. Often we don't have organisations that are big enough to take on some of these major projects in other areas. And I see that as a critical opportunity to Mm. say, why are we playing in the small pit when we can be playing in the big sand pit? How can we do that? What's our mechanisms to be able to do that? Of course, it always has to be buyer-focused. Again, really specifically talking about social enterprises that can be self-sustaining and are trade-oriented. Yeah. There's strategic partnerships and collaborations that can occur with larger organisations that are saying, hey, we really want to formalise corporate social responsibility. How can we do that? And I see that as a way to leverage into some of these bigger opportunities that exist that can actually help expand and make social enterprises more sustainable in the long run. Mm, That's some really good points there. And I really like your focus on self-sustaining. And I think that's absolutely something that we've been seeing here is a lot of the not-for-profits who are coming to us really looking to find those sustainable revenue streams because they do find once a government changes or the strategy of a foundation or philanthropist changes, they may drop that funding, which is essential for them. So I can very much agree with that. What advice then, Helen, would you be giving to other impact-led entrepreneurs who are working really hard to create that positive impact? 
I think there's one statement that I really learned during my social enterprise journey, and it's don't take no for an answer, but also work out if your answer is no. When I'm saying that, don't take no for an answer, be innovative, look for those solutions. I love the creative thinking that comes from people who step back and say, what can this look yes. like? What are our problems and what could be a solution to that? and enable yourself to be innovative. You're going to get the no's, that's always going to happen. Yeah. But don't stop there. Keep on seeing if you can find that answer. But alternatively, be respectful for yourself. There's only so much headbanging you can do and you want to find the people that are willing to come on that journey with you. Otherwise, it can be quite hard. And we do need to understand that often we're working in high-pressure areas and we just need that time to be able to say no sometimes that, yes, we're here for social good, we're trying to do stuff, but you've got to come to the party as well. Otherwise, it's just not going to work. Ultimately, the market determines your financial stability. When you're looking at that business case model, it has to be market focused. So make sure your business case stacks up. Don't take no for an answer. But if it's not stacking up and you're not getting that response, then be respectful of yourself and learn to say no as well. That's great advice and something we've absolutely observed in the different enterprises we've worked with, Helen, for the, the listeners out there. You've given an example before, but what other inspiring projects or initiatives have you come across recently that you think would really be a great example, an enterprise out there creating this change and doing it in a way that's self-sustaining and smart in the way that they're operating their organisation. There's two that I can think of. I really love the work of Ability Enterprises in Toowoomba. So mm. they started with a local government contract to do recycling waste management work, which was very good. I think they were one of the first organisations to receive a social ventures grant and they paid it back very quickly as well, which yeah. is brilliant. They've always had that business model case in the back of their head with how do we make this self-sustaining and the work of their current CEO is outstanding she recognized that they're at risk because like any business if you have one sole main buyer you put your business at risk mm. and so she's spent the last three or four years diversifying their income source and really again looking at what's required within the marketplace and what fits within the cohort of people that we're working with what's achievable for us to do and yet at the same token provides us with the profit we need to be able to move forward. Yes. And Tracy's done an absolutely brilliant job of that and they're just going from strength to strength in relation to that. Mm. So strong indicator of a good business. And the other one was a strategic partnership between Insurer and Mendena, which is a business out in Western Queensland. And this is an example of the opportunities of larger, not necessarily hugely corporate organisations, but large organizations saying how do we really create impact not just at face value with the indigenous people within the energy and mining sector they created a strategic partnership with an organization Mendena to be able to be almost their social arm so I just love that thinking big thinking about how they could actually make this really work and then create a self-sustaining organization as well. Fantastic couple of great examples so we'll put links through to those in the article as well. So to finish off then, Helen, what books or resources would you recommend to our listeners? 
I'm a huge fan of Chip and Dan Heath. I love mm-hmm. their books. They are two university professors, one's at Stanford and one's at Duke in America. But they have this knack of being able to take hard concepts and communicating them in ways that you can actually action in your business. Their two books, Switch, I love. So it's how to change when change is hard. Yep. So I think that applies both to um, us as social enterprises and our sector, but also a lot of the people that we are there to serve. And the other one I love is Made to Stick, how some ideas survive and others die. And fundamentally, it looks at what's happening in the world out there in business. How do we condense that down into actionable steps for people to take to achieve better outcomes? And so I'm a huge fan of theirs. Fantastic. We'll stem in the article too, and they sound like great resources. So thanks for that. And Helen, it's been great to chat today. You've been really generous with your insights and time. Certainly appreciate it. And we will very much look forward to tracking your journey with Work Restart and beyond as the years progress. So thanks again. No problems. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below. And remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter. Thank you.